Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Simply Stogies is a passion project that is fan-funded. If you enjoy the content Simply Stogies brings to you and would like to see more and different kinds of content, a website, more on-location podcasts with blenders, manufacturers, or retailers, or video reviews, please consider supporting Simply Stogies on Patreon at patreon.com slash simplystogies. Supporting Simply Stogies can get you a ton of perks, including instant access to bonus material, access to Simply Stogies Discord, including a Patreon-only channel, shoutouts on the show and social media, a monthly virtual herf with myself and other supporters, the ability to suggest cigar reviews, cool swag, or the opportunity to do a cigar review on Simply Stogies podcast. Thank you for your consideration and your generosity. Now, on to Simply Stogies. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This episode, I have two reviews for you. They go hand in hand, the Cigar Scanner app and the Cigar Scanner Wi-Fi hygrometer and thermometer. I'm really excited about both of these reviews. Uh, I've used the Cigar Scanner app since I started this uh, cigar journey, uh, and I absolutely love it, and I hope that comes through in the review. And uh, the Cigar Scanner Wi-Fi hygrometer and thermometer I'm really looking forward to getting the word out for this because I think it's a great product. I think it adds, it has a lot of value uh, and I'll explain why during the review. But before I get to those reviews, there are a couple of things that I, I'd, I'd like to discuss first. Uh, normally, uh, I record typically a week before these come out. This week, for whatever reason, I did not. I'm recording the day before this releases. So it's, it's May 14th. There was a lot of news today. Uh, and so I want to talk about that just quickly. I don't want to, I don't really want to dwell on it, but I, I do have some thoughts that I kind of want to lay out. But before I do, I would be remiss if I didn't invite you to head over to creativebraincandy.com and check out the great family of podcasts we have there. Uh, this week, uh, the podcast Drunkonomical with Aaron and James. I met Aaron at the Nebraska Cigar Festival earlier this year, back when uh, I could be around people. Uh, they discuss the supply chain uh, and everything going on with COVID and how COVID is affecting the supply chain, uh, as well as answer questions from their listeners. Uh, you can find Drunkonomical and more great podcasts at creativebraincandy.com. And if you're a creator, whether you create video, podcasts, written word, or whatever, and you'd like to join the Creative Brain Candy family, you can also apply at creativebraincandy.com. I also want to mention that we're still looking for a cigar reviewer and a staff writer for simplystogies.com. No experience needed. 
if you have something to say, and that something has to do with cigars, send me an email to info at simplystogies.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you uh, and looking forward to finding another reviewer uh, and a staff writer uh, to join our ranks at the simplystogies.com family. Now to the news that I was referring to earlier. Uh, Today, the PCA finally announced that they were going to cancel the 2020 trade show due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, personally, I believe that this is the correct decision. Uh, Myself and Tim uh, had actually, we've been discussing this at length for about the last month. And uh, about two weeks ago, we kind of came to the decision that we weren't going to go. It was the right decision for us. It was the right decision for our families. And now as much as I was looking forward to bringing you the most up-to-date content that I possibly could there in Vegas, as well as networking, meeting new people, uh, it was just, it wasn't meant to be this year. And so while I'm disappointed about that, and I'm sure there are others who are just as disappointed, making this decision to cancel uh, the the PCA trade show was was common sense in my personal opinion. Now, I could spend an entire episode discussing my views on whether opening up the economy is a good idea or not, uh, how COVID is reshaping the retail and economic uh, landscapes. I'll I'll leave that to Drunkonomical. Maybe Tim and I will discuss it on the next Tales from the Lounge, a Patreon exclusive show that Tim and I do uh, as often as we can in these weird, wild times we live in. Instead, I want to speculate how COVID is giving the PCA the opportunity to reshape themselves and the cigar industry for the better. It's no secret that the trade show and the PCA have had some real struggles this year already. Uh, They had the big four pull out. They had McAuliffe pull out. They had a scathing letter written uh, to them as famous cigar, uh, famous smoke shop pulled out. And... The question that I have as an outsider looking in is, is this the the death nail for the PCA? I, I don't know, and I don't pretend to know their finances. I don't know what kind of dire straits this is going to put them in. I do know that this is a big chunk of how they make their money each and every year. This is the largest trade show. It, it, it supports both the, the industry as a whole, the manufacturers and the retailers. But in my opinion, this gives the PCA an opportunity to not only kind of rebrand themselves, but to also make some changes for the better. And hopefully they'll do that. And I just want to give you just a few thoughts really quickly uh, before I get into these reviews. The first is, I think, changing their position on online mail and catalog sales. Now, if you go to the PCA uh, website at premiumcigars.org, It says right in there, who are we uh, at the very beginning? The PCA is dedicated to the current and future success of brick and mortar uh, premium tobacconists. They're all in on on brick and mortar. I have said time and time again on this this podcast, I've said it on uh, other shows that I've been on. I've said it on, uh, I believe, on the website, like support your local B&M. Whenever you can, wherever you can, support local. Always. It's where you live. It helps your local economy as well as you know the greater economy at large. However, what about those of us who now by, by no fault of our own 
can't go to a local B&M. For those of you who don't know, I am immunocompromised. So if I get COVID-19, the odds are stacked against me. My immune system will not be able to, to handle it. So without a vaccine, without a, a treatment that will knock it out pretty quick, I have to be super careful. That means anything that comes into the house and, and where I go, it's all very limited. Uh, and so life for me has changed greatly uh, in the last couple of months. I don't see why this can't be the same for the PCA, why they can't change with the times. Look, I love going to Habano in Davenport. I love going to the Clayton in Chicago. I love going to David's Premium Tobacco uh, in, in Des Moines. I, I love it. I, when I'm in Nebraska, I, I love going to Capital Cigar. Uh, I love going to Cigars Lounge. I, I enjoy the friendships that I've made, the camaraderie. Uh, and just being around those who that, that share this passion for, for the leaf. But the PCA might be better served if they help those larger retailers like JR Cigars, Famous Smoke Shop, uh, Corona Cigar Bar, or Corona Cigar Company. They, they have local shops. They're just large, and they live in states where they are able to competitively offer online cigar prices. And we all know online cigar prices are typically about 20% less than what you'll pay at a local shop. So I don't understand why the PCA wouldn't want that piece of the pie for lack of a, a better terminology. Why are they ostracizing to the point where the owner of Famous had to write a, a letter explaining why he would no longer support the PCA because they don't support him in a time where gathering together is not safe because even if you don't have COVID or even if you don't have symptoms of COVID, you could still be a carrier of COVID like a typhoid Mary and give it to somebody else. Why would going to a lounge be safe? It's just not. It's not for me. It might be for other people. It's not for me. So I am stuck ordering online. And shops like Habano, like David's Premium Cigar here in Iowa, they don't have an online presence. They may have a website, but they don't list their stock. Now, I can call them and they can mail me something. I can pay over the phone, but I don't know what they have in stock. And if I'm looking, if I'm not looking for something specific, it's hard to ask the guy on the phone, hey, what do you got in stock? It's just not realistic. So I think this is an opportunity for the PCA to change their stance and kind of bring everybody into the fold, especially if they're not making the money that they thought they were going to. Again, they should want that piece of the pie. And just my thoughts uh, as an outsider looking in. The second thought that I have is that the trade show should be brought into the 21st century. I think I've said this before as well. Everything that the trade show does can be facilitated online. Everything. Yes, there's, there's no camaraderie. Yes, there's no networking. Yes, there's no making friendships that can last a lifetime. I get that. But the PCA, everything that they can do at the trade show can be, can be brought online and, and kind of be brought up to date with the rest of it. Trade shows as a whole are going away. And so during a time where we can't get together, it's not safe to get together in large numbers. Uh, they, they, should, they should really try to uh, fast track some things. Now, to their credit, 
in in their press release that they put out today, they did say that that they are trying to fast track some things. Uh, PCA has been working on some new ways for manufacturers and retails to connect and has made the decision to fast track these plans to launch some of these this year to help support retailers and manufacturers as our economy begins the slow process of opening and realizing some modest sense of normalcy. Uh, They also go on to say that they will release these new uh, the details of these new services in the coming weeks. So hopefully uh, they will be robust they will be well thought out and they'll make some kind of an impact to help both retailers and manufacturers. I just mentioned at the top of the show, Aaron and James from Drunkonomical, they both work uh, for Cigars Lounge in Lincoln, Nebraska, or they did. They don't really have a job right now. So how do we support them without undercutting them by supporting also the online large retailers? I don't know. But hopefully some of what the PCA can do can figure that out. Look, I'm not uh, the guy to figure this out. I'm not. I just know that this is the opportunity to do it. This is, this is, this is the PCA's chance to do it, to, to bring everybody together within the industry, within retailers, both uh, large and small, mom and pop and corporate, and, and help them connect with manufacturers and make the industry stronger as a whole. The last thing is... The PCA needs to understand, and I'm sure they do on on some level, is that consumers drive retail, which drives manufacturers. That drives the industry. Consumers drive the industry, plain and simple. Now, certainly the manufacturers drive the industry as well because if they stop or the crops are uh, lower or, or whatever, you know, there's something catastrophic happens to the crops, certainly the demand will go up. But that demand is, again, driven by consumers. So how does the PCA bring consumers in? How do they get a piece of that consumer pie? Honestly, last year they had the opportunity to do so by merging with the CRA and making an entity that worked for consumers, worked for retailers, and worked for manufacturers. They had this opportunity. Instead, they chose not to do it. This is now another opportunity that they have been given to rectify that. I'm not affiliated with the CRA. I'm not, uh, I'm a member of the PCA. I'm a member of the CRA. I, I think that these two guys, these two entities, these two corporations need to come together, merge into a, a larger group that works for everybody and not one just for consumers and not one just for retailers. It really needs to be for the industry as a whole, from consumers to manufacturers. What would that look like? I don't know. I think a good start is working with local B&Ms, with small mom and pop businesses, with small retail to help them carve out friendlier legislation on the state and local level. I don't think there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of legislation that gets passed uh, local that doesn't get see a lot of opposition. Again, we are a small uh, niche industry. I mean, we are. And when you start digging down to the local level, we're even smaller. What does that look like? Again, I don't know. I'm not the guy to figure this out, but I think there's an opportunity there that some of these larger um, entities like the CRA and the PCA, there's an opportunity for them to come in and really make an impact in areas where they're not. And with all, for all the good they do on a, on a national level, on a federal level, 
Uh, and even on a state level, uh, there's just not a lot going on on a local level. I don't know how this will all shake out. I certainly, as an outsider looking in, as an observer, as somebody who this was going to be their first year at the trade show, um, I was really looking forward to it. And I'm disappointed that it's not going to happen. Uh, and I hope that the PCA is able to stick around and they're able to recoup the money somehow that they're obviously going to lose from this. I'm also hoping that that they refund all of the manufacturers' uh, deposits that had to be put down for all the space that they're no longer going to have. So we'll see how this all shakes out, and I will certainly keep you up to date as I know more. Now on to happier news as I review uh, the Cigar Scanner app. I'll start with that one. I'll start with the Cigar Scanner app. Now, I've done uh, one product review. It's on the website. I did the Boveda Butler, and that will be relevant here in just a moment. But this is an app, the Cigar Scanner app, that I am intimately familiar with because I've used it, as I've said, since I started my journey cigar smoking. Uh, the Cigar Scanner app was released in 2015. Uh, it's uh, it's an inventory application, but it, it's really so much more than that. Um, some of the claims that uh, it has is it will scan your cigar and, and give you the opportunity to learn about it. It will help you track your cigars uh, via a virtual humidor. Uh, it will help you find local B&Ms. It has a cigar ring gauge tool, uh, and it helps you share your reviews and experiences with others. And that's, well, I'll, I'll dive into that uh, here in just a second. Now, this review is also in written form. It's up at simplystogies.com. It'll be in the show notes. So please make sure you check some, uh, check the show notes, click the link, visit simplystogies.com because I, I, I go into, I think I go into pretty, pretty good detail about what it is. Now, the app is available on various app stores, Google Play, Apple's App Store, wherever, wherever you get your apps, you can probably find it there. And it's designed to be used on your phone, but you can use it on your PC, which I have done several times, uh, and that's at cigarscanner.com. Now, the app is designed to help you keep track of your inventory. And for some of us, that's a little more difficult than others. If you have an inventory of 50 to 100, it might be a little bit easier to keep track of uh, and know what, you, what you've got, where it's at, and, and be able to you know, mentally take that out of your inventory. But when you get to hoarder level, as uh, Jason, uh, the uh, host of uh, Smoking and Drinking in Space, uh, and co-founder of Creative Brain Candy likes to say, I'm a hoarder. When you get to hoarder levels where you've got 800 plus cigars, uh, it becomes uh, a chore to try to figure out where everything is. This app helps that. This app helps you keep track of what you have, helps you remember what you bought, and helps you remember which humidor you put it in. So if you're lucky enough, like me, to have more than one humidor, it's going to help you know where everything is. And there are times where I have to open up the app and remember where things are. Okay, is this Davidoff in, in this wine door? Is it in this wine door? If it's a Cuban, I know which wine door it's in. I've got a wine door just for Cubans. But if it's a non-Cuban, I've got two, uh, and each one has about 300 in there. So <laughs> it, this, this app is a godsend for me. It also helps if you're a new cigar smoker and you don't know what the hell you're smoking. Now, let me give you an example. So when I first started smoking a cigar, <laughs> I would sometimes, and I'm not proud to admit this, and I'm, but I'm sure I've done it on the show before. Uh, I would smoke a cigar based on the band. If the band looked cool, I would, I would smoke the cigar and I would have no idea what I was smoking. 
I'd buy a fiver or something, or I'd go to uh, a tobacco outlet here in town and has a walk-in humidor full full of just your general Altadas uh, cigars. I would walk in there and I'd find one that had a cool-looking band. I would sometimes try to ask the the folks behind the counter, but they had no clue. I'd pick them out, I'd bring them home, I'd put them in my desktop humidor. I didn't know what they were. I didn't know if it was a, a Arturo Fuente. I didn't know if it was a Monte Cristo. I didn't know anything. Like, unless it said on the band, I had no idea. And even then, I still didn't know what was inside of the cigar. This app helps with that. You take a picture of the cigar uh, with the band included and, and, the, and the cap, and it will tell you. It'll give you options. It'll say, hey, look, you're smoking a um, Arturo Fuente Sun Grown 8, you know, whatever. Uh, or it will give you options and say, hey, it's either this, 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 or this, which I think is fantastic. And then when you choose that cigar, it tells you about the cigar. It tells you the origin. It tells you the wrapper. It tells you the factory it came out of. It tells you what the strength is. It's going to tell you everything that you find in most cigar reviews. The cool thing about it is you can also go deeper. You can look at the most used adjectives for the cigar. So it helped me develop my palate. Now, I'm not saying that everybody on the planet who has this app uses that. I certainly don't. I don't post reviews. I don't, but it does have a robust social media feel to it. So if you don't want to search hashtags on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, and you don't want to try to find articles or reviews on, you know, via Google uh, to see what Half Wheel says, to see what Simply Stokey says, to see what Cigar Coop says, to see what the Catman says. If you don't want to do that, it's all right there at your fingertips in this app. As long as another user who uses the app has done that, you can see how they rate the cigar. You can see what they tasted and it lists the the adjectives. And a lot of the time, I'll, I'll be honest, the adjectives are like, uh, they're very generic, smooth, wood, pepper. Like it's it's not anything that's going to go into too great of detail unless you actually click on someone's review. But as a new cigar smoker starting out, that is a good starting point. It gives you very general flavors, very general tasting notes that you might taste. And and it helps you kind of develop your palate. And I think I've said this before on the show. If you're a new cigar smoker and you're trying to figure out what it is you're tasting, the best way to do that is to follow along as you're smoking your cigar Go read a review about it and see if it matches with what you're tasting. And so this app helps you do that. The social media, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't use that a lot, but it is pretty robust. I use this app every day, lately, every day, sometimes twice a day. With my wife working from home now, I have been afforded the opportunity to smoke a cigar more than just two or three times a week. It has been up to three times a day. It just depends on the day. Today I had one. I had one before I came in to, to record this podcast. And again, it just becomes part of my ritual. I open up the app. I take the cigar out that I, that I took out of the humidor and I close the app. If I want to see what other people are saying about it, I will. Now, the flip side to that is sometimes people don't say anything about it because it's too new of a cigar or it's too boutique of a cigar to be in there. Uh, so some of my Castagli uh, for example, the Pony Express, not in the app. Now, you can still take a picture of it, and it'll say, hey, we didn't find anything. We'll send this picture to our experts, and they'll come back, and 
they'll tell you what it is. That could take a few days. That can take a couple of days, uh, sometimes a couple of weeks. It just depends on the cigar and if they know what it is right away. But typically, for the most part, most of everything that I smoke, most everything that I've bought in the last year has ended up in the app. It's been in the app uh, at some point, whether right away when I first buy it or uh, a couple of weeks down the road. Now, let me talk about the performance of this app. It does a great job keeping keeping your inventory, does a fantastic job of tracking your inventory. The issue that I have, and this is the sole issue, this is the one lone nitpicky issue that I have with this app. It is slow. And I don't know if it's because of how many cigars I have or if it's my phone or if it's their database. And if it's their database, is it slow because of the social media aspect? And look, I'm all for having uh, (laughs) choices when it comes to social media. I'm all for that. I I hate Facebook. I hate it. I'm on there for the podcast. That's it. That's the only reason I'm on there. And because Facebook won't allow me to have just a podcast profile, I have to make a a personal profile. I, I hate it. I hate and I hate Twitter. I, I really just don't like social media at all. Uh, the one exception to that is Instagram. I like looking at everyone's pictures of the cigars, like seeing what people comment. So I use Instagram a lot and just kind of have that go out to the other two social media platforms. I don't know that there's a need for this kind of uh, cigar centric platform. I, I think it's a great idea. I do. I just don't know how well it works. And if it's slowing down the app, it's that's where I kind of I, I, it kind of loses me a little bit. Now, it also slows down when you're moving your inventory. So as most of you know, I bought a third Winador a few months ago when I was moving inventory from one Winador to the new Winador. It, it's not very easy. It is. I, I would say it's less than user friendly. Now, all you have to do is go in to the Winador that has the inventory you're going to move. Click on that cigar that you have in your inventory, no matter how many you have of it. Click the add to button and then choose your new wine door that you've set up in your uh, virtual humidor. It took, and I, and I say this as someone who loves this app, it, it took way too long to do that. Way too long to move half of the uh, cigars, which at the time I think were probably about close to 400. So I moved about 200 cigars from one line of door to another. And it took three hours simply because of the load times. I would move it and it would load and load and load and load and load. When it would finally get done loading, I would have to go back to the other humidor and then delete it out of. There was no move there was no move. There's no click and drag. Nothing. Not even on, on the PC. Uh, I, I tried that as well from the website, cigarscanner.com. I tried that. It, it's just not. While it may have been faster on the PC, it, it still wouldn't have made a difference. And I, I like to use my phone when I'm doing that kind of stuff so I can take new pictures so I can. I don't know. Maybe I should have used the PC. Regardless, the responsiveness of this app is my only complaint. And, and if I knew what it was based on, I would gladly tell you but it is so slow. Even when I add, uh, add or subtract one or a box or add a new cigar, 
it takes longer than it should. Now, isn't it an exorbitant amount of time? No, it's probably 30 to 45 seconds where it's just loading and loading and loading. But in today's age where everything is, is super fast, it gets rather annoying. And so again, that's my only, that's my only real complaint with this. The B&M finder uh, on it is kind of, I'll be honest, it's kind of useless. So when I clicked on it just to kind of see what it did, because I've never used it before. I, I, I use Google for that kind of stuff. When I clicked on it, there was, it brought up a ton of stuff here in Cedar Rapids. I don't have a B&M. So how did it bring up all this stuff? Basically, it just trolls the internet for anything uh, that has tobacco in the title and it brings it up. Or if a steakhouse, it'll bring up a steakhouse. Like you can't smoke in a steakhouse. I don't know of anywhere in the U.S. where you can smoke in a steakhouse right now. So I don't know why it brought that up. But there were 16 locations that it brought up. And my city literally has two shops that have humidors and only one of them is a walk-in humidor. The other one is a small, tiny humidor filled with uh, your flavored cigars. But there's a lot to like about this application. It accurately tracks your inventory. It's a learning tool for, for new cigar smokers to helps you learn about your cigar. Uh, it gives you the ability to share your experience if you, if you choose to do so. And, and there are quite a few users on there. I'll be honest. I was, I was a little shocked. Uh, the, the ring gauge tool is great. If you're not sure of what specific Vitola you have, you can go into the ring gauge tool. It opens it up. You put your cigar on there and you can figure out what the ring gauge of the cigar is. And that helps you figure out the Vitola. So you can accurately track your inventory. So you know exactly which cigar you have. It does exactly what it says it can do. Like that's just the bottom line. It tracks your inventory accurately, and it makes it super easy. The load times are infuriating, but having that ability to track your inventory without having to build your own spreadsheet, for me, personally, that's priceless. Now, if you already have a large amount of cigars, 200 plus, and you're not using this, this may not be the app for you. If you want to take the time to input your cigars, I, would, I wouldn't discourage it but just know that it's going to take a little bit of time to do. But if you're a new cigar smoker and you've got 150 or fewer cigars, this is the app for you. I am telling you right now, it will help you learn about the cigars you have in your inventory. It will help develop your palate. Uh, and most of all, it will help you track your inventory. So you can see the rating breakdown at simplystogies.com. Uh, again, the link will be in the show notes. I give this a nine out of 10. I've tried other cigar apps, especially when I first started smoking cigars, when I was first started this journey uh, into this hobby. None of them did what this one does. I really like this. I, and here's the thing, and you're going to hear about this in my next review about with the hygrometer. The customer service at Cigar Scanner, at, which is sold through Neptune, the Cigar Scanner Wi-Fi hygrometer and thermometer, sold through Neptune. And so I don't know if Neptune owns them or if they're just, I, I don't know. But I know this, their customer service is fantastic. So at one point, I somehow got logged out of the app. And so I went and logged back in with using what I thought was my email address and, and password. Uh, unfortunately, yours truly uh, apparently did something wrong. Not shocking. So I emailed the customer service and I said, hey, is there something wrong with the app? I can't log in. Like, are you guys still supporting this? Oh, no, we're still supporting this. What's going on? I said, well, I can't, I can't 
log in and they're like, well, what's your username and password? So I gave, or what's your username? So I gave him my username and we don't have that email. And so I was really bummed. I mean, at this point I had two wine doors. I had 400 plus uh, cigars. I, I, I really, I really like this app. And so I was kind of bummed and I said, well, is there anything you can do? And this was over the course of their customer service is, is really fast. It took them about a day to respond. And then uh, another day, uh, the next day I, I emailed them and I said, Hey, so this would have been three days later. I said, Hey, is there anything you can do to help me find this? Like I, I'm really, you know, kind of at my wits end. And they said, Hey, is it this? <laughs> They're like, we don't have your email address, but we have this email address. It was one letter off. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so I was able to log back in and change my email address. Like they're just fantastic. Like they went above and beyond. Now, thankfully I have a very unique last name uh, where I don't have to, uh, uh, where it's not John Smith. If it was, you know, if my email was John Smith at whatever, um, <laughs> I may have been uh, out of luck, but thankfully my, my last name came in handy there and they went above and beyond. They found it and I got set up uh, and everything was still there. Uh, so their their customer service is fantastic. And, and I'll get more into that here in just a second because I want to cover uh, my review of the Cigar Scanner Wi-Fi Hygrometer and Thermometer. Now, as I said before, I, I have done one product review before, and that product review was for the Boveda Butler. I was not impressed with the Boveda Butler. Your money is much better spent somewhere else. While Boveda does great things with their two-way humidification packs, uh, they do less than great things with their uh, with their butler, with their uh, hygrometer, wireless hygrometer that uses Bluetooth. I, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, as far as I could tell, the the cigar scanner uh, wireless, their, their Wi-Fi hygrometer and thermometer uh, is what they call it, which is a mouthful. Like, I really think we need to shorten that a little bit. So I'm just going to call it the, the, the cigar scanner hygrometer. Their hygrometer... Uh, ha, what they claim is it has the ability to monitor your humidor, your humidor condition anytime, anywhere. We'll notify you of any changes to temperature and humidity levels inside of your humidor. Track the history of humidity and temperature in your humidor. 24-7 technical support from the Cigar Scanner team can connect up to 200 sensors to one gateway. I, didn't, I don't have 200 humidors. I only have three. I'm working on it. Maybe one day. Uh, and it, you can manage all of those humidors from a single account. Uh, now again, this is sold uh, uh, through Neptune Cigars. Uh, I'll put a link there. If you go to cigar, or if you go to simplystogies.com, and again, this link to this written review will be in the show notes as well. Uh, there's a link to Neptune Cigars and the page that they sell these at. The starter kit. I mean, this isn't cheap. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not cheap, but it's pro it's in line with most others that I found. Uh, it might be a little more expensive, but this works with an app that I already use. Uh, it's for the kit, the starter kit, it's a hundred dollars. And for an extra, for an extra sensor, uh, it's, uh, MSRP is $29.95. They're always running sales. So check back. I'm sure you can get it, uh, for, for a little bit cheaper. Now this is designed to work just the same way that the Boveda was, except the Boveda uses, the Butler uses Bluetooth and this uses your Wi-Fi. This uses your internet. When you open up the app, once you've got everything connected, it's all right there. It tells you for each humidor, each virtual humidor that you have connected, it tells you the temperature. It tells you 
the the relative humidity inside the, your humidor. I think it's fantastic. The construction on this thing, it's pretty much in line with what the Butler was. It may be a little bit bigger. I would say maybe twice the size as the Butler, but it's thin and, and it can fit in between boxes uh, in your in your humidor. It'll fit in almost any humidor, no matter how packed it is. Uh, they did a really good job with the design. The one complaint that I have is that the batteries, when we talk about design, the batteries for the sensor are located uh, in the back. It's, it takes uh, two AAA batteries, I believe, or is it one? I think it's one AAA battery. Uh, it comes pre-installed, and according to their technician, which I'll get into this here in a minute, uh, it should last for up to two years. Should last for up to two years. Uh, in order to take the battery out and put a new battery in, you have to get to three screws on the back that are under a rubber seal. So you have to peel back the rubber seal and find each screw and try not to have the rubber seal come off, which I was able to do. And I'm not the, the handiest of individuals. So for this review, I I used three sensors that were located in, in my three wine doors. The three wine doors are in my office. My office is on the top floor of my house. For reference, there's a middle floor, there's, there's a there's an upper floor, and there's a basement. Uh, my gateway is located in the basement along with my router. Less than 50 feet away, but there's a floor in between us. So I, that, that's going to be relevant here in a minute. Setting up the gateway is pretty straightforward. They send great instructions with it that walk you through it step by step. And you actually have two ways that you can choose to set up your gateway. The first is via uh, Ethernet cord from your router. Uh, the second is just using your Wi-Fi. And so that's going to become important here in just a minute. This worked really well. At, at first, I only had two sensors because I only had two humidors. They worked great for the first two weeks, much like the butler. And then I started to have issues. And the issues were the sensors would disconnect from the gateway. Now, to fix it, it was an easy fix. I would just have to walk into my office, open the humidor, take the, take the sensor out, turn the sensor off, turn the sensor back on, put it back in the humidor, and it would reconnect every time without fail. This got to be annoying, though, after about a month and a half, and I couldn't figure out what the problem was. So I contacted their customer support. Now, remember, it says 24-7 customer support. That, in my experience, is not the case. The first time, it took two days for them to get back to me. Or maybe it was a day. Uh, regardless, it wasn't same day. And when they got back to me, he said, well, it sounds like the batteries are dead. And that shouldn't happen, but sometimes it does. They should last for two years. Change the batteries and see if that helps. So I changed the batteries in both, uh, in, in both of the sensors, and that helped. It didn't fix the problem but it helped the problem. I ended up buying a new router. When I bought the new router, I decided, well, I'm going to set this up via blue or via uh, Wi-Fi. And as soon as I did that, I, it hasn't disconnected once. I mean, take that for what you will. I have had zero issue with it since I bought a new router. So the, in my mind, was it the router that was the problem? Was it that I had it set up via ethernet, which I would think would be the more, it would be the faster way to do it. Or was it, is it the, the change to Wi-Fi? I, I would probably side on, uh, it was my router's issue because I had been having internet issues uh, for a while, which is why I ended up buying the new router. 
But I wanted to put that in the review, in, in this review because I want to be as objective as possible. So when I bought the third sensor for my third, for my third uh, Wynador, I couldn't remember how to set it up. I had tried everything and I had just bought a new uh, router and I was having all kinds of issues. And so I emailed them and they got back same day and they said, hey, uh, here are the instructions. Try this first. If you continue to have problems, uh, let us know. Sure enough. Uh, all I really had to do was find my set of instructions and follow that and, uh, everything would be fine. And these, they were absolutely fantastic. They were great. Uh, very quick. Again, I have no problem with their customer service other than they claim 24 seven. And sometimes it's a day or two before they get back to you, but you know what? I'm all right with that. As far as the performance goes on this thing, it's accurate. So I, I have several hygrometers, uh, that sit inside my, my, uh, humidors that I have calibrated myself. I knew what I, I knew what it was supposed to be. And sure enough, each one out of the box took no calibration. Now you can go in the app, the cigar scanner app, and you can go in and you can calibrate it if you need to. Uh, you can absolutely do that. Like they give, like they allow you to do, like it wouldn't be a really good uh, hygrometer if they didn't. Right. But out of the box, all three are perfect. They are spot on dead on no problem whatsoever. And the great thing about this is it does what it says it will do. It will notify you of any changes. Every time I open up a humidor, I get a notification saying, hey, your humidor is open. Like there was a sudden drop in humidity. Uh, there was a sudden change in temperature. It will notify you. You can set a range, what you think is your ideal range. So I have it set in my non-Cubans to alert me if it goes under 62% humidity or if it goes above 69 degrees. Because I don't, I don't want it to hit 70. That's just me. What you do is your business and more power to you. And in my non-Cuban, I have it set for 69 degrees and 59% humidity. Because I keep them at different relative humidities. While it's never happened, it will alert me. I know it will uh, because it alerts me every time I open up my wine door. So it does what it said it, it will do. So once my connection issues were, were ironed out, either by battery replacement or router upgrade, which I tend to think it was the router upgrade, this Wi-Fi hygrometer and thermometer works 100% as advertised. Informs you if, you if your humidity levels change, your temperature levels change, if it goes outside of your range. It's fantastic. It is accurate. It is dependable uh, in my experience. Now, inevitably, every time I go to buy one of these hygrometers, uh, whether it's the, the $20, $30 deal from Bovida or whether it's the, the $100, uh, what do I have in this now, $160 uh, in, in this, it's all about investment for me. Like the question is why? Why are you spending so much when you can buy a, a $10, $15, $20 hygrometer off of Amazon calibrate it, put it in your humidors and just check your humidor every time you open it. Well, like I said, with the app, it's become part of my ritual. And so opening up the app and seeing the, the designated, I think that like the, I think it's 72 and 72 is what they had it set at. If you didn't have a hygrometer, it just got annoying. Like I want to be able when I, you know, if I'm looking to see what I want to smoke, open it up, boom, there they all are right there. All three humidors that I have, all three wine doors are listed. And it tells me what the temperature is and what the humidity is in each one. It's what I want. And to be honest, and I think if we're being honest with ourselves as cigar smokers, 
when we invest this much time, this much energy, and this much money into a hobby, into our passion, we want to make sure that that investment is protected. This is a great way to do it. And you get what you pay for. I mean, at this point, you get what you pay for. You, you spend $20, $30 on a Boveda Butler, you're going to get $20 or $30 out of a Boveda Butler. You spend $100, $160 $160 on a system that, that will connect up to 200 humidors. You get what you pay for. Like I have had no issues since that router change. It has been fantastic. Their customer service is amazing. Uh, it accurately tracks everything. If it was a battery issue, that might be a, a, a mark against them. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt since everything has been working perfectly since I changed my router. So what do I rate this? And is it worth the money? It's absolutely 100% worth the money. 9.2 is what I give it. <laughs> it hasn't like, so I want to be clear here. The app is slow. I've talked about that. The loading times are a little slow. Uh, it was slow before I added this. So it, it's not that that's not what slows it down at all. Uh, it's I, I honestly, I don't know if it's their database or if it's my database. So <laughs> your mileage may vary. If it's important to you to, to keep track, to have peace of mind for all of the money you dump into this hobby, my advice is spend the extra money, get this cigar scanner, Wi-Fi, hygrometer, and thermometer, and you too can have peace of mind no matter where you're at. That's going to do it for Simply Stogies this week. Join me next time when I don't know what I'll be talking about, but I know it'll be Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies.